Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. Thank you so much for joining us. Guess who I have with me today. He is a celebrity in the dental field. If you don't know Amol, you got to go, you got to know him. Amol Nagutkar, did I say it right, Amol? You almost did. Almost oh, did. man, I was just going to attempt It was to. very good. And it was fast, so it was perfect. Good. Okay, yeah, I got to say it fast. Got to put the emphasis on the right syllable, right? That's right. So, Amol. Thank you so much for being here today with us and our listeners and viewers. And you are a person who I met during the pandemic, like many other folks. And I know that we all took that opportunity to connect to each other. And I'm always one of those people in the background who is saying, Kelly, you need to realize who you are. You need to realize what you can do, what your worth is, what you can do. And you know, for those those folks, we always talk about it on the show, those people who you surround yourself with, those five people, those amazing five people. Mabel was one of those for me during that time. Uh, I don't know if you know that, know that for me, but he was he was giving me that that sage advice and just giving me those little nudges because I think during the pandemic and even now sometimes we sort of all question ourselves of, you know, what is it we're doing? Is this right? We had a lot of time to reflect during that time. And here we are on the other side of it, hopefully soon. So, well, thank you so much. And thank you for the contributions you continue to make. Tell us a little bit about how you found dentistry or how dentistry found you. It's interesting. Uh, by accident, um, I uh, became a CPA out of college and, uh, and uh, was in the business for about 15 years. I ran a CPA practice. Uh, and in Somehow, I had a lot more, a lot of healthcare clients, and uh, among the healthcare clients, a lot of them were dentists. Some of them became my close friends over the years. Uh, some of my best friends today are dentists, and 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 hanging out with them, I really liked uh, the industry a lot. Uh, they were fun to be with. I used to go to dental shows with them just to hang out, and I'm like, man, this is fun. I, I like this, and and so I kind of specialized in the. The business of dentistry as a CPA, I, I decided to learn more. Um, about eight years ago, I, I was uh, kind of getting a little burnt out uh, from being a CPA and accountant. Like, you know, what 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 can I do more uh, that 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 fills my cup more? And I said, I'm really good at marketing. I I, I like marketing. I like people. I like talking to new customers. Um, so I started a marketing company for dentists. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to 
started marketing for accountants. I want to do it for dentists because I know their stuff. And, and, and lo and behold, we started a company and we started attracting the right type of patients into these dental offices. Um, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and then during that process, uh, we realized that, you know, hey, uh, we were doing a good job at driving leads into the funnel. We call it marketing. We drive new patients to call the office. But what was happening is uh, that there was a breakdown at the front office and the, the receptionists were, were not doing a, a fair enough job for not, not all the fault of theirs, but to, to get that patient, uh, to earn that patient's trust to make an appointment. So that's where Patient Prism, my current company, started, where we said, could we leverage artificial intelligence, machine learning, to understand where the communication breakdown happens on the phone that prevents that patient from moving forward in their journey for optimal oral health, right? At the end of the day, we need to see these patients. They, the butts need to be in the chairs. We need to get them the treatment, and they need to go live healthy lives. So, so we started Patient Prism in that route, and that's where I've been in the last seven years is running this with the clear intention that we wanted more people to come to the dental office to improve their lives. And that, and that's why this industry, uh, you know, makes me wake up in the morning, every morning thinking that man, uh, through the lens of dentistry, we can change people's lives and it's beautiful. And it, I'm a privilege to be in this, in this space. What a, what an amazing story. So you're, your company sought to understand what keeps people from scheduling. What's that, what's that factor? So what have you found out? What have you learned? It's the simple things. Uh, it's not about clinical stuff at all. Um, it is whether the patient feels safe. Uh, and safety is a big thing. And Simon Sinek talks about safety a lot. Uh, the circle of safety that your people are in an in, in, in organization. But on the phone, it's the first interaction. It's the first impression that they, a patient, a new patient especially, is making in with your office. And if they don't feel safe, if, if, they, don't, if they don't feel that they have called the right place um, and, and the doctor is going to take good care of them, the team is really friendly, it's going to be affordable to them, it's not going to break their bank, um, it's not going to cause a lot of pain, which is you know, people have fear, right? Fear and anxiety of dentistry is a big deal. That's why only 50% of Americans have seen a dentist. It's partly because of fear, partly because of what it costs. Um, and, and, and those things, so what we realized after listening to over 10 million phone calls over the last six, seven years, is that everything that a dental receptionist does at, at the front, they almost have to, it, it's a bad word in, in healthcare selling, but you know, Daniel Pink wrote this book called To Sell is Human, is if we're moving people to better, something better than what we were doing, that's also selling, right? Where when we're moving people, if we're getting and I'm getting my child to eat broccoli, um, in, in addition to mac and cheese, I'm trying to sell them that hey, you can eat broccoli first and then have mac and cheese. I'm selling for his own health, right? right. Because I want him to eat broccoli. The same principle is that we are getting patients from no dental care or very little dental care or or bad dental care to good dental care and good health. So, so the, the idea behind what we learned with 10 million phone calls is that we've got to get these patients to, we have to earn their trust. We have to tell them that we can get this done for them. We have to offer them an appointment. Uh, sometimes a lot of the 25% of calls, even an appointment is not offered to the patient, which is kind of strange, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, but 
if if we can earn their trust, and it really is about trust, and make them feel safe, we have won the battle on the phone, and probably in the office too, because it's the same principles, right? So in these 10,000 calls that you've listened to... 10 million. 10 million. 10 million. 10 million. Our, our, our robot has listened to 10 million calls. Yes. That is amazing. So in that time, you're learning that trust is, that, is central to that decision. Correct. And so... Do you go and you teach offices how to build the trust or what do you take it from there once you learn that information? Interesting. So we realized that we didn't want to just be a software company um, and have pretty software, pretty graphs, because that doesn't really change. That doesn't build trust. We had to make sure that the people at the front who are answering these phone calls were feeling supported. Right? We have coaches for hygiene, hygienists. We have you know schools for dental assistants. We have schools CE for dentists, but we have nothing for the front. Like, how do you get them to believe that they are also an integral part of the team? Dentistry is a team sport. It's not the dentist themselves, right? It's everybody has to work together as a team so that we can put the patient in good health. So we created a whole learning system with videos, over 400 videos related to all the problems that could occur on the phone. And we invited experts from all over the country. Fred Joyle, Linda Miles, eventually was our first person who came and recorded content for us. All of these amazing leaders who came to our studios and recorded content that in a short period of time, one to two minute window, we could tell them exactly what to do, what to say next time this problem arises. So every time a patient calls and doesn't schedule an appointment, the AI and our humans send an alert out in 12 to 15 minutes saying, hey, here's what happened. The patient was in pain, needed an extraction, needed implants. You, the receptionist did not give them opportunity for financing, didn't, ask, didn't build a report with them asking them if they were in pain. They didn't really actively listen, didn't offer an appointment time. And as a result, the patient didn't book an appointment. Now, by the way, this alert goes out via text and email. With that alert, you also get these two couple of training videos. I'm like, here's how you should handle this next time. And it's short. It's very short. It's like, okay, well, somebody called out-of-network insurance. How do you deal with that? One minute or less. And what we realized is that if we train these people in real time with every opportunity that was there to train, not to tell them what all the stuff that they're doing wrong, but here's an opportunity. Here's all the things you did right. There's all the things you could improve on. And we in built training part of the change management process. Change management doesn't happen when you just look at data. Change management happens when people know what they've done wrong, but they have the tools to improve them uh, and, and they know how to do it. Just knowing what happened, like, oh, we need to book more patients. Go, go listen to some somebody. It's, it's, it's the how-to is important and in doing it in the non-threatening way it's coaching and not like punishment was important so we incorporated training within our patient prison platform we were the only company in the world today that believed that if we cannot get our teams to believe in our why then it all fails and it's all just superficial on the surface and we have to get everybody to believe in the same why why are we in this business we're in this business to change lives and improve patients' lives. Everybody has to believe that from the front to the back. Mm -hmm. um, and and then, then the patient moves forward in that journey to, to achieve optimal health. You're exactly right. And then two, it, I think these training videos also give them that confidance and makes them feel supported. It lets them know that they're 
employer, the entity who they're working for and with as a part of that why is also supporting them and, and cheering for them on the in the background because they've recognized the need for this type of support for the team. Like you said, to do that end-time training that then leads to deeper learning of the concepts because it's such immediate feedback is what it sounds like. And it's also confidence building, right? A lot of our folks at the front we don't really think about them as an integral. We need to think about them as an integral part of our team. That's 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 uh, because patients meet them, and 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 when a patient calls and says, "Hey, uh, I am I'm 65 years old. I I need two implants, uh, but I have uh, my A1C levels are eight. Right? My I have high diabetes. Um, do you recommend a dental implant for me now? Now what the receptionist needs to say at that point, it has had enough confidence saying that, you know what, we have many people who have high diabetes. I think we would love to work with your, we would love to work with your doctor to see, make sure we can get the A1C under control because the, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's problematic for the, for the, the adhesion to happen with the screw, but guess what? Our doctor has treated so many people with diabetes. Why don't you come in? for a complimentary visit. We would look at your stuff, look at your lab, look at everything else, and we will do this at the appropriate time. But we wanna make sure that there is nothing else wrong with this. So why don't you come in? Our doctor is amazing, blah, 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 blah. So it really, so this is nothing to do with understanding clinical dentistry or understanding how the bone integrates with the screw when you have high A1C levels. It's got nothing to do with it. But knowing that you, when you can tell the patient that, you genuinely care, and this is not about the sale, but it's 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 about putting them in better health, and and so con- so so part of these videos are about confidence building of, of understanding. You should always know more um, about whatever it is. It doesn't mean you need to know whether they will need a they will need a buildup on the crown or not. You don't need to know that right. because nobody really knows that until people open their mouth and it's like, all right, well, this needs a buildup. It is not about clinical dentistry. It's about making the patient feel comfortable that. The person on the other side is confident. They know what they're talking about. Unfortunately, that people make impressions, people make judgments based on first impressions. And, and maybe that's wrong, but we are so designed to read book by their cover. It's hard not to do it. Mm-hmm. The cover is bad. And if you say the wrong things at the outset, you put them on hold uh, as soon as they've called. Can you hold, please? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just, it, it took me three years to call the dentist in the first place. And this is how I got treated. Can you hold, please? Okay, well, ask permission. Ask permission. May I please put you on hold? I'm really taking care of this patient who's checking out. I want to take good care of them. I want to give you the attention that you deserve. Give me a minute. I'll be right back. Right? Simple things on the phone, in person, in life. We want to treat people like we want to be treated. And, and, and that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about this business because it's about treating people right. Yeah. And AI is allowing us to do that. Absolutely. And it doesn't take the place of anyone. I was just having a conversation yesterday about AI and it's about how everything helps you learn to get better, but it doesn't replace a doctor. It's just like the x-rays don't replace the doctor. You still need both to read it and to affirm it, but it helps it helps to create that, again, like that deeper learning to be able to take that and make those decisions that are that are on point for the team. And that front office individual yes. is the gatekeeper. They're essential. They are essential to growing their practice. They're the first impression that everyone has. And, and if we don't do it, I mean, I think 
it stops the patients in their tracks. It, it stops the patients in their tracks because they're like, and eh, maybe not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about it. And maybe, and that does disservice to the doctor who really believes in, in, in the hygienist. And, you know, our people at, in the office deserve to see the patient in their office and they deserve to change their life and they deserve to improve that person's quality of life. Right. And so we can't put forward the impression that we're too busy. And and a lot of those things, what we realize, Kelly, part of the process, patient prism, it just doesn't track whether you book the appointment or not. We also track why. Okay. So sometimes what happens, what we realize, especially after the pandemic, we realized that 32% of appointments were not able to be scheduled because there was no room on the schedule. Right. Right. So now whose fault is it? It's not the person answering the phone. It's the operations, right? You have to figure out how to block schedule your, your stuff so that you can see patients and you don't have to say no, right? You have to, either you have to hire more people, optimize your schedule, expand out, whatever that is, right? But knowing that is important. And, and that gets to what I'm really passionate about is, is data and understanding how do you convert data into intelligence? Wow so that you can make good decisions about what's really, what, what can I fix? What do I measure, right? Because if I say I need to grow my practice, right? And then, and if, and, and most of us are, 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 are trained or are looking for always the one silver bullet that could fix everything. And, there, and we realize as we grow older that there is no such thing. Uh, there's always multiple, thing, multiple things mm-hmm. that go wrong. And, and a lot of times when, when new clients call us, I, some, some of them are really struggling a lot, saying, well, man, my marketing is not working. I need more patients. And I think patient prism is going to solve everything. I'm like, not really. Um, I said, um, what percentage of your hygiene patients are reappointing? It's got nothing to do with me. I said, all the money is sitting already in your office. Everything is right there. I said, don't focus on things that you don't need to focus on right now. Patient prism is good. If you're growing, if you have capacity, if you have the ability to see the patients, if you have a good marketing system, but it's, that's not, again, that's not what you need currently. You need to fix the, the inside of the practice and then we'll fix the outside. And, 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 and that has, I think, worked out well for us because we, 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 we go into every interaction with the honesty that we're here to help you. We can help, I know, we can help you drive more patients into the funnel, but everything else is equally important for you to get that patient through the entire journey. So how does that doctor navigate, to your point, when they come to you and they say, I'm old, I I need help, I'm not, I don't have enough patients, whatever that is, do you help them navigate and discern like at what part the patients are falling off or not being reappointed? I mean, like, where do you figure out that it is? Is it on the front end? Is it in the middle? Is it the back end? So I don't do that. I, I, I only fix one thing uh, good, which is figuring out what's happening in the front end on the phones, right? That's all we do. What our job is to make them aware of like, hey, this is, this is, this is good. Patient prism is good. It's going to get you more patients. It's going to help you give you more visibility on how your marketing is driving. Uh, one of the big things, Kelly, that has happened over the last 10 years in dentistry is that it's becoming a more direct-to-consumer play, right? People, are, we're directly going to the patient. And it, in the past, it used to not be that. Right. right. When we grew up, 
we, there was not a lot of advertisements from dentists, right? Now you got advertisement galore. You got TikTok dentists, dancing dentists. You got every kind of stuff, right, going on. So now more dollars are being spent. And there is, because of the consolidation in the space too, the DSOs are coming around. They are paying a lot of attention to how do we get the attention of the customer, the, the prospect, the patient. And so they're spending a lot of money marketing and to drive the right type of patients into the, into the funnel. So that's where Patient Prism has really succeeded well is, is understanding what happened, what resulted in the phone call, and what eventually ended up happening. So we also track marketing, seeing if it's working or not. But sometimes you got an independent practice on the corner of, you know, whatever, Washington and, and Colonial, and they've been around for a long time. You know, they, they see a healthy amount of two, four or five patients a month, but but they're really struggling because they're losing people. They're, they have staffing is a big issue. They can't retain their own people. And there is a lot. So there's a lot to build in that organization first before they even involve us, right? They need to really see why, why there's attrition and there's some training required. There's some you know, mindset shift required. So what I do is, you know, over the years, I've built a great network of people around the country that are so passionate about different aspects of some are in hygiene, some are in insurance, some are in, I'll say, hey, I think you should talk to these guys first or, or concurrently because that needs to be fixed. If you're writing off 60% of your AR, right, that needs to be fixed, right? Because you can be doing that and, and then just spend more money here because that's all you're doing is, or for example, um, one of the big statistics out of 2020 and 21 even going to 22, like 30% of phone calls are not even answered during business hours. So like, how do we deal with that? So is, so is it a marketing problem? No, it's not. Like we don't need any more phone calls. Right. We need more bodies to answer the phone calls. Right. right? And if we have more bodies, to, we also need room on the schedule to put those patients somewhere. So, so identifying what the real problem is so important because a lot of anecdotally, look, I, I need more money in marketing. I need more patients. Let me spend more money on marketing. Well, that's not the answer all the time. The answer is, and that's what we help them find out. And Patient Prism, we will help them find out what's going on with new patient acquisition. Are you spending the right amount of money per patient to acquire them? Are you delivering good service? Are you training your team members? And are you understanding other construct, other we call them micro metrics, like understanding that Susie at the front desk never only offers financing to patients who need implants fifty percent of the time. Mm. That's a micro metric. It's it, it. I can understand something on the top level here, but understanding deep down, Susie just needs additional training on how to talk about financing. That's something so now i can have change management happen at the susie level and not say susie just do better that's not that's not it or right. john john you always forget to offer an appointment to the patient why like or you, you you don't you don't actively listen you interrupt the patient these are good things and we're telling them constructively that i think if you stop interrupting these guys um you'll get to learn more because you're you're talking over them um, and again, a lot of times, part of this 14-point inspection we do on the phone with AI, there's a lot of good things as well. So if they do good things, we, we give them a credit for that. I'm like, hey, good job in active listening. Good job in discussing insurance coverage. Good job. Um, so that eventually, you know, we created this gamification system where 
if they they got points for doing good things they got they didn't get the points for not doing the good things and overall they they could win these awards silver gold and diamond awards cool. as, yeah. as they get better and better and better that's part of change management too yeah is that we need because those receptionists they proudly display those awards in the break room right like, i won a patient prism diamond award i'm a diamond performer Right? And then that motivates other people to be, man, I want to be a diamond too. Right? That's where the impact of software is, is, is we've got to get people to be better. And this is just a tool to give them an understanding of where they could be doing wrong. People, nobody wants to suck at what they do. No. They just want to know how to do better. Yeah. And sometimes though, people don't know that they suck though too, Amul. So when do they know, when do they know that it's a problem to reach out to you? Like what's the symptom of a doctor who would contact you? Well, uh, I, nobody really knows, right? Because our industry is new, right? Nobody really knows. They, they know they want more patients and they have hired marketing, uh, but they don't, they, they're not seeing the growth in new patients as they, as they see. So that's when they say like, you know what? Um, maybe patient prism can help us understand how to grow and give us visibility into marketing, visibility into our people, and visibility into our operations. Those three visibilities, that measurement, if we measure what's happening in marketing, if we measure what's happening on the phones, if we measure what's happening in operations, if patient prism gives us that, it gives us a perfect diagnosis of where we could fix stuff. Either we spend more money in marketing, either we hire more people, either we optimize our schedule. Um, uh, or, 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 or train our people, right? There's many, many different solutions and prescriptions, but we have to first diagnose and measure the right stuff. Most of our clients come to us because they don't have any visibility into what's happening on the phones. Mm-hmm. They want to grow their businesses a lot. They want to grow new patients with the right type of patients. So, so that's the conversation starter with us. And then as they understand, oh my God, you give us so much more than just listening to phone calls. Um, they are, it's a complete change management tool, change management platform that's going to empower your front office to, to earn the patient's trust so they can continue that journey. So talking to our audience today, I've, th- this has been so informative. What are like three things that you would say that a team would want to know or a doctor would want to know about how to establish trust with the patients, you kind of already mentioned them, but if you were to highlight three ways that they would establish trust, that front office, how would they do that? We'll care about what they care about. Because people care about what they care about. They don't care about what you care about. So if you have a hard day at home when you go to the office and you're frustrated, at the end of the day, you're here to serve. That servant mindset's got to be there, right? So you got to care about what they care about. That's, that's number one is number two, in my view, we have to give autonomy to our teams um, to make mistakes, right? We have to give them permission to make mistakes. It can't be all perfect. And we have to give them the power to control their own destiny. So we, we don't know I have all the answers, but we, we collectively kind of come together as a team and give them the autonomy and the permission to, to, to come up with ideas and, and make this into a collaborative team effort. We have to believe this is a team sport. So I think that's the leadership lesson I've learned over the years is that we ha- it, it can't happen by the single person, right? Um, the third thing I think it's important, and, and that's, that's what you know, I think the, 
the most important thing with the patient is we have to believe our why. And the why is we're putting patients in better health. And, if, and we have to live that why on our sleeve every day. We have to believe it and we have to live that. So every interaction with the patient, whether it's on the phone, on the website, in the operatory, with the financial coordinator, with the front at the Leslie, all those things, I think we need more training about our why. Why are we in this business? Why did you choose dentistry? And once we understand that, I think everything we do falls into place. The patients accept treatments because you've earned their trust. Um, so those are the three things, right? I think it's it's really important for us to understand that we have the privilege to be in an industry. You know, we could be selling plumbing supplies. And yes, you need plumbing and you need the toilets to work. But at the end of the day, we we have the privilege to be in a business that changes people's lives mm-hmm. forever. Yes. Their health forever, their relationships forever, all that stuff. And we need to take that as, and we need to say gratitude every day. Like, thank, thank you. Thank you, God, whoever you believe in, for putting me in the business, in, in, the, in the industry that allows to make such a big impact on people. Totally and once great. we all believe that, once we all believe that, we have more profits, we have better health, we have happier teams, everybody's happy. Because our patients can sense it when we don't feel that way. 100%. They, they know. They know. Even when you're in the office, they can sense when something's off with the team. We talk about that all the time. I mean, I can close my eyes and know you're smiling. <laughs> because that's what it is. On the yeah. phone, you have no idea if the person is doing that or not. Yeah. But um, no, I, I feel privileged. Yeah, it, it is a sincere privilege. And there's such an opportunity for us to impact people on different levels through dentistry. It's through their smile, through that psychological change that it makes in someone's life. Through, it saves lives too, and all the ways that we do that. And, you know, that, that finding your why is central and to live it every day through that gratitude and through that vibration that we exude through the actions that we serve, because your actions, you know, they identify who you are through those, through those small actions. So Amal, this has been amazing. And I thank you for the work that you're doing in the industry. It's just, it's brilliant. What a, what a brilliant, timely service product. And how do people get in touch with you? It's simple. Go to our website, www.patientprism.com. Um, follow me on LinkedIn. I, I post a lot of stuff uh, uh, about all sorts of stuff in dentistry. It doesn't have, it's mostly not about Patient Prism. Um, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, go to patientprism.com. If you're a dental practice, schedule a demo with one of our experts and they will be very honest with you. They'll tell you, hey, I think it's a good fit for you or it's not. Uh, but in the meantime, you follow, follow us on social media, look at our content, go to YouTube, f- subscribe to our channels. And we're all about disseminating information uh, in this industry so we can all rise together. Yes. And you have a lot of great uh, freebie downloads as well on LinkedIn that I know I've personally downloaded. I'm like, man, who thinks up this kind of stuff? It's you. It's the data, right? You're the data guy. You love all that, all of that. I, I love, I love uh, this industry so much. And um, anybody in this industry, it's, it's made, it's my family. It really is. And, and it's all the people that I know right now, 90% of them are in dental uh, at, there's assistants, there's hygienists, there's front, back, everybody. And it's so much fun to talk to them about how they are impacting lives. And it's made me a better human, made me a better business person. 
um, and, and and made me you know come in touch with people like you that are are making such a big impact. So thank you. I appreciate I appreciate uh, the invite here, and um, I look forward to you know uh, having a great career with with you and everybody else out there. Um, we all we're me. all better together, right? It's it's how it's how, that's how we're meant to connect and to do more and to be have the impact that we all want to make together. So thank 100%. you, and I look thank forward you. to seeing you. I, I you guys, I I've never met a mole in person. That's right, that's right. We will do it soon, hopefully at an event somewhere. Yeah, we'll do it in twenty twenty two is going to be the year to do that. I agree. Well, thank you again to our listeners. Please do me a favor. Please go to Apple. Give us a five-star rating because Apple loves to see that five-star rating and a quick comment if you have time to do it. Rock your day out. Have a great weekend. And thank you for everything that everybody does in the profession. Bye for now. Bye.